0: Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella, and welcome to the Round 13 edition of the Football South Coast Weekly. On this week's show, Football South Coast reporter Jordan Warren joins me to preview the top two divisions of Illawarra men's football, with Coniston goalkeeper Ben McGuinness joining for the WGC Cranes District League segment. It is a bit of a shorter show after last week's epic, but I hope you enjoy it.
1: Choi's going to try it from distance. What a goal this would be! It's absolutely unbelievable! What a goal! Danny Choi from inside his own half.
0: We will kick the show off with the round 13 preview of the Yellow at Mercury Premier League. And joining me is football South Coast reporter and Albion Park White Eagles under 23s player Jordan Warren. Thanks for coming in, mate. No worries, Dylan. Always a pleasure. Busy weekend for you. You had two games, or two and a half games, really. Yeah, it all started Friday night. We had a in the under
2: 23s this is, We had a, a pretty tough fixture against Cringilla. It was hard fought. Um, we didn't come away with a victory, unfortunately. Um, a lot of positives to take from our performance. I think that we gelled a lot more as a team together, as more than we have in in previous weeks. Uh, and then moving on to Monday we, in the 23s, we played Cringilla again in the cup. Uh, 2-1 this time. It was a bit closer. Uh, we uh, almost put, uh, pushed them to extra time until the, about the 85th minute when when we um, fell asleep on a on a, a corner kick situation which was unfortunate uh, and then it was quite positive in the Benton Cup actually uh, not in terms of the results against Olympic we we lost 5-1 we had i think it was seven under 23s and under 19s players playing for first grade uh, and as Paul said it was a learning curve uh, for the whole for all, for all of us really and he was very proud of the effort that we put in and I think that it'll be it'll be uh, put us in good stead
0: for the years to come for the club. Mm. and I think the score sort of blew out in the last sort of 20, 30 minutes of that game. So a large part of the opening stages uh, the fairly youthful. Alvin Parkside held with them. And as touching on the youth, the under-23s, oh, they, they're going quite well this year. After a few barren years there, they've really turned things around and they've got a fairly strong set up there with, I believe, a lot of, of Lake Heights juniors coming through. But we'll move on to the round 13 Preview: We're going to kick things off with 2nd place Wollongong Olympic at home to 12th placed South Coast United. Wollongong Olympic had a 3-0 win over Wanoona on the weekend, they backed that up with the aforementioned 5-1 win over Albion Park in the Bourbon Avenue Cup, while South Coast United they lost 3-0 to Port Campbell. Um It was a pretty standard win for Wollongong Olympic in the, in the league and you'd imagine a similar sort of result in this one?
2: Yeah, you dare say so. Uh- Olympic are sort of flying under the radar, sitting at second, uh, just below Bulleye. Uh, Everyone
0: is talking about Bulleye and War United, <laughs> and Olympic are still still right there. Yeah, that's exactly right,
2: and they and the setup they have there is quite impressive, I think. Uh, and this weekend, uh, Ueda will be licking his lips against the South Coast United defence, if he plays. That is, um, I'm assuming we are all assuming that he will. Uh, it's a game where he can exploit a fairly weak backline that's that South Coast United have. Uh, yeah, in terms of South Coast United, uh, despite what I just said that uh, South Coast aren't actually the worst defence in the league. Still not great, but not the not the worst. Uh, picked and take that title, uh, but I think that if if South Coast are to take anything from this game and from the season, the rest of the season, uh, their points and goals will come from Oli Carrasco. I think he has to be the main man that leads them through the tough challenge that they're facing right now. Uh, in terms of the weekend, I think that Olympic are too strong. Uh, and we'll pick up a
0: relatively simple three points. Yeah, I'll be tipping Olympic for this one as well. And I think that with South Coast in the next two games, they just sort of need to lay a platform in terms of performances. They performances they have Olympic this weekend. That's followed by Albion Park, and the following week they play Fernhill, who um, they're going to be missing a few players over the next few weeks, uh, going overseas and whatnot. So I think they need to, South Coast really need to sort of not be too disheartened by how things are at the moment, how things perhaps will turn out in the next two weeks, hopefully if they can have some positive performances and build for that Round 15 match against Fern Hill. But this week, Wollongong Olympic by uh, three, three, four goals perhaps. But moving on to the next game, and it's a really sort of a, a, similar, a similar sort of prospect in Wollongong United, who are 4th, taking on Picton, who are 11th, as you mentioned, Picton are the worst defence in the league. They lost 6-0 to Bulleye and they've conceded seven in their, 17 in their last three matches. Up against Wimbledon United, who they lost 4-2 on the weekend to Carmel. They have a Burt Cup against Tarawana on Wednesday. And that loss to Carmel sees them eight points off the title. So it's all but done in terms of a total race for Wimbledon United. Definitely
2: seems that unless there's a miraculous turnaround in the next ten rounds... I just think that uh, last week I mentioned that the signings were beginning, beginning to gel, and perhaps that loss to Curran will prove me wrong. Uh, but I do think that there's still, they're st- they're still a side on paper that can cause a lot of havoc throughout the final series, which they will make the final series. It's pretty clear now. Uh, and yeah, they have a very important game tomorrow, uh, well, on Wednesday night against Tarawana, and they're still in the hunt for silverware this season in terms of the Bampton Cup, and they can still. Win the the grand final later down the track, uh, so yeah, there's a lot to play for for United. I, yeah, it's a t- it was a tough loss to take on the weekend, I'm sure for the boys, but yeah, there's still a lot to play for for United this year.
0: Yeah, they're a club that really do uh, invest a lot of a lot of effort into the Burt Bampton Cup. I think they've won three of the last three of the last six or something, something along those lines. So they'll be putting out a fairly strong side on Wednesday night against the Blues. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, they beat Picton 8-0 in the opening round. Nathan Isaac scored five goals on that occasion. And you've got to say it's probably going to be 5-plus on the weekend at Macedonia Park. Uh, yeah, I definitely think after the result I had last week, at United,
2: that is, that they will be hungry for goals and to keep them out as well. And for Picton, scoring goals has been a problem this year. Nine goals in the first 12 games speaks for itself, really. Uh, I can't really see Picton getting anything out of this one. It'll be such a tough trip to, to Berkeley for them, uh, so yeah, I definitely would say Wellington United would pick up the win.
0: The next few games, they're fighting it out for the match of the round sort of title, Bulleye against Tarawana and Port Kembler against Albion Park White Eagles. We're going to discuss the Bulleye against Tarawana first up. As we mentioned, Bulleye had that 6-0 win up at Picton on the weekend, whereas Tarawana, they, they put 5 past Fernil in a 5-0 win. I think the week off would have done them done them well, considering they've had a fairly hectic schedule. They've got Darren Stone; he played against Fernhill on the weekend. Dan Chapman, though, is out for out for a few weeks, I believe he's going overseas. Um, Tarawana, they were beaten four 0 in round two against Bulleye. I don't think it'll be that scoreline, but you'd you'd probably have to say Bulleye, Bulleye are definitely the favourites, and you'd you'd imagine they'd come away with the three points in this uh, relatively local derby. Yeah, it is a derby for both sides.
2: I think Boulay will be will be short price favourites for that one. Uh, Tarawana definitely need the win. Not more than Boulay, but uh, they definitely do need the win Tarawana to keep that fifth spot because they've got a game against United next week. Um, and they've got Port and Coromel hot on their heels. Uh, I think there's a three-point gap between fifth and, fifth and seventh. Um, Tarawana, Port and, and Coromel. Uh, and, yeah... I just think that uh, that Peter Willis' side will have to be on their A-plus game to, to match it with the Eye side, that with the juggernaut of Bulli that just keeps on going, with their high-press, high-tempo style that they put out every week, um, with the players they have such as Del Turco, uh, Beattie, Lewis uh, and Benny McDonald when he gets on the park, uh, they're an absolute joy to watch, um, so yeah I do think that Bulleye will win this game, uh, it'll be a close, close encounter. What's your
0: score prediction? I'll
2: yeah. pick 2-1 pick to Bulleye I think.
0: Yeah well I've got Bulleye for 1 so I'll probably go with something like a 2-1 as well. Now we're going to move on to the Sunday matches starting with Paul Kembler against the Albion Park White Eagles, it is 6th against 3rd. Albion Park had a 2-1 win over Cringilla, where they scored an extra time to win that match. Ultimately, they were, were the deserved winners, whereas Port Campbell, as we touched on at the top of the top of the show, 3-0 win over South Coast United, which is the first time that they've had back-to-back three points this season. Obviously, you're in the Albion Park camp. How how do you think um, the White Eagles are going to go about to get the three points at Wetherill Park on Sunday?
2: Yeah, we're treating this like a grand final for sure uh, against Port Kemble. We know how good they are, uh, and um, the back-to-back wins that they've had in the last two weeks is huge for them, and it, it goes to show that they're starting to get things going at the right time of the season. <coughs> um, and we've had, and as I touched on earlier, the Monday game, the Bampton Cup game, we've rested a lot of, a lot of players, so I think that'll bode, us, bode well. That'll give a lot of players a nine-day turnaround, which is brilliant. Uh, so hopefully the legs will be fresh uh, look it's going to be a really, really intense game I think that in terms of Port Kembla, the fact that Sandy Locox has been scoring will keep will make uh, the coaching staff quite happy at Port um, being their number 9, so he's hitting form as well as them winning so that's positive positive. Uh, and they all feel like they can beat any side in the league, so it'll be an extremely tough game and I hope that the White Eagles do come out on top, but it will be tough
0: it will be it will be a tough match for for your boys. It was one one the first time that your side your side met them. I believe Paul Campbell took the lead. You guys were reduced to ten men, but still managed to come back and claim a point in that one. And I think, look, it's that that battle for fifth place. Tarawana are, are the bookies have them to, to lose this weekend, and Paul Campbell have a real opportunity to to jump up into that fifth spot and. They'll, they'll definitely be buoyed for it, but I, I, I think I'm going to lean for a draw in this one. But I do know that the White Eagles obviously have the potential to to take the game by the scruff of the neck and really claim this one. The one, the one player I want to ask you about is Chris Gomez. He scored the goal against Olympic on the weekend, and he's, a, he's an interesting player. He's not an out-and-out striker, but given you the system that Paul Carter's playing, he's, he's pretty much your de facto striker. Pretty good season for for the the player new to the Yellow Premier League. Yeah, I think he's done brilliantly, Chris. Uh, as you said, he's not an out
2: and out striker, but the system that Paul uh, puts him in sort of sets him up to be to be our front man, uh, along with Shane, Shane Ardell as well. Uh, he scored an absolutely brilliant goal in the cup on Monday. Uh, just in terms of even in. Even off the field, in the sheds, he's just a brilliant character to have around, and he's more than happy to help the young boys, Uh, and when the chips are down, so so to speak, in the White Eagles camp, he's certainly a player to look look to to get the juggernaut sort of rolling. Uh, Yeah, I think that Chris has been, Chris is severely underrated in the
0: Illawarra Premier League. I think he's a player, from what I've seen of him, that could fulfil a number of different roles in different systems. Which I think would obviously that he's adapted really well to Paul Paul's system this season, and um, wherever wherever he does go in his career, or wherever the Albion Park, however Albion Park decide to, if they decide to change their formation, I could imagine him fitting into a lot of different positions. As Shane Ardell has also proved he can do as well this campaign. Anyway, moving on to the last two games, Cringula against Karamo, it's ninth v seventh, Cringula... They did deserve to lose. Aviem Park were the better side on Friday, but they they were lucky to equalise, though perhaps unlucky to lose. Their finals hopes are probably all but gone. Karamal though, they're they're well back in it with a four-two win over Wongong United, and they're one game off silverware in the Bert Bemba Cup because they beat Helensburgh six goals to one. I had a chat with their co-coach Rob Janowski after that Bert Bemba Cup match. Here's what he had to say. Now with Coromal coach Rob Janowski after his side 6-1 Burt Cup win over Helmsburg. Uh, pretty pretty massive weekend for your side. Obviously a huge 4-2 win over Willow United and obviously this result to back it all up.
1: Yeah, it's been a good weekend for the boys. Both positive results. Happy with that. Um, you know, Full focus for us now is next game against Pindula. Um But, yeah, we've moved on. These games are in the past now for us.
0: So the, the rest of the season, obviously, you're still targeting making the finals in the Premier League, but you're one game away from a potential picking up silverware in this competition as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I guess finals, football will be great. I mean, you know, we've just got to pick up the points this weekend. That's our main focus. Like I said to you, a few weeks back, you know, game by game. Um, in the semis now for the Burt Bampton Cup you know we're one game away from making the finals there so anything can happen And just finally talk up your
0: young boys a lot of them backed up today and I heard big performances on Saturday and big, a big performance today from a lot of them
1: Yeah mate, the young boys uh, once again excellent on Saturday, outstanding on Saturday, um, outstanding today and even the older boys you know like, like Karuna's been outstanding the last few games and I can't really fault anyone um, in the team there, you know, a couple of boys come back from injuries this week and Played today in Callum Fleming, um, but yeah, I just I guess it's yeah, everyone's been good.
0: So the Caramoor Rangers have done the double over Wollongong United this season, which is a real feat in itself, and they really showed the potential that they have this weekend by scoring ten goals in two fairly tough matches. Because Helmsburg are a decent district league side, and they held; they were only losing one nil at the break uh, due to an Okada penalty. Um, Billy Sovel also signed for Cornwall this weekend, formerly of Wollongong United. He's a, he's a class midfielder, whereas Sam Matthews, he's been with with the club for a few weeks now, but he, he's set to uh, set to get a run out on the weekend in, against Kringilla. Uh, I've got Coromwell by two. Yeah, I definitely think that Coromwell will be
2: the favourites. Uh, it's a type of game, though, for Coromwell. They, they've proven this season they've lost 1-0 to Fernhill and 2-0 to Wanuna. It's one of those games that... They can tend to be complacent. It's hard to say after the last week's victory that was immense Staffed over Wollongong United, and that was huge for the club. They had a they picked up the the win in the twenty threes too, so it was a brilliant upset day for the club. Uh, you know, with with Tarawana playing Buli this week, so with Tarawana being the the underdog in that one, and if Bulai can pull off the victory and Coram will win this game, then they're right back in the they're very much right back into the finals. Hunt. In fact, they over, they overtake Tarawana uh so i think that they have to win this game if they're thinking of making finals football this year uh in terms of Cringilla, uh yeah they i do think they were un- unlucky considering the circumstances it was a very late goal scored by by the white eagles last week uh with them being 9 points off fifth it's it's going to be a lot a lot tougher for them than it is carmel uh i just wanted to touch on um nino perez i just think he's due for a big performance in the coming weeks and i can't help but think that it could come this weekend I don't
0: know why I've just got an inkling well the thing is Nuno he, he scuffed a few big chances against the White Eagles last Friday night um, interestingly enough he, his miss kick led to the cringilla goal there was a ball into the box that he miss kicked and went back to Ibrahim Sessa that he fired home he's a, he is he is such a dynamic player and he, he's got the potential to play for any side in this competition and score goals. And he's scored four four goals this season, maybe five, but recently the goals have dried up and that's sort of uh, been, been part of the reason why Cringelo have faded away. Mitch Hall has left the club. Uh, Stefan Demoski has been out of the side for a while and they have picked up uh, Chris Stefanoski who came on for about 20 minutes against the White Eagles on the weekend. He looked okay. He... he Threw himself about. He didn't get too many chances on goal, but goal. But he won a few fouls. Potentially, Zivko Jovanovsky might might see think about starting Peros up front with Stefanoski. That could be an interesting interesting thing from the start. But really, it's um, it's a long way back for the the Crnjela uh, lines. I do want to touch on before we move on to the last game. I asked Rob about the uh, young players in that interview. Just touching on them: uh, Kirkland Zufik. Galanti, they've, they've, there's a there's a few more the goalkeeper as well. There's a he has they have given young players an opportunity, which is a is an encouraging thing. And um, mentioned him a few times. Zufik he's, he's been tremendous at fullback. He's had a really solid season. And Kirkland's come in the last few weeks, and Galanti as well. I believe they they backed up and played both both games that that trio. But we'll move on to the the last game. Wait, wait! You gave a coin to win that that match against Granjula. Yep, too easy. We'll move on to the last game. Fernhill at home to Winuna. It's eighth v tenth. This game finished three two in round two with the Foxes getting up, and that was quite a dramatic day at Ocean Park. But Fernhill had that five nil defeat to Tarawana, whereas Winuna lost three nil to Olympic and they just got through to the semi-finals of the Burt Berman Cup, courtesy of an extra-time 2-1 win over Worilla. Brendan Patman missed the weekend. Weekend's two matches, he's back into the side for the Sharks. He should be back into the side for the Sharks, and that'll probably lead me to tip uh, a Sharks win in this one.
2: Yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence personally, uh, tip a draw. Uh, it was a good uh, morale-boosting victory for, for them in the Cup uh, over Warrilla. Despite it being a bit long, they took a bit longer than they would have. They would have liked. Uh, I just think that yeah, we're in a, that I think I personally think they're safe from any sort of any sort of relegation. I think that the the two sides at the bottom have, have got that covered uh, in that battle. Uh, I just think that if they don't want to be in a sort of a stressful sort of period, uh, come seasons end, they need to pick up points in these games. Uh, you know, it, they're sort of in a position now where they're they're almost safe but they're not going to make the finals. So I think what they need to do personally is to sort of get their style, how they want to play, and just play it week in, week out. And that will hopefully, with players staying next season, will set them up into good stead for next season and hopefully for, for more positive results.
0: That's a fair point. And well, one you know, they're another side that have in recent weeks given a few young players a go. So hopefully, if as you mentioned, they keep, keep putting some faith in those players and build for build for next season, but uh, yeah, as you mentioned there, both sides are two sides that are probably uh, a bit in limbo at the moment. Um, But with that, that wraps up the preview of round 13 of the Yellow Mercury Premier League. Uh, You're sticking around for the District League section of the show with Benny McGuinness of Coniston. Uh, So we're going to a break and you'll hear from us soon.
1: That's a dink over the top. Oh, it's something special. And that's why there's so much optimism about him.
0: Now we move on to the WGC Cranes District League. Of course, this week is round 13, and I am joined by Coniston goalkeeper Ben McGuinness. Thanks for coming on the show. G'day, Dill. Thanks for having us, mate. And, of course, Jordan Warren is still with us. First, Ben, I'm going to ask you, you've moved to Coniston this season. You've been a bull eye for a while before that. How are you finding things at the new club? Yeah,
3: loving it there, mate. Um, change of scenery. Obviously, living overseas for a couple of years, I came back. Um,
0: and yeah, Vic Macheski got us on board there at Coniston, so yeah, really enjoying playing football there this season, that's for sure. And Coniston, there's there's no doubting their ambition is to be in Premier League sooner rather than later. How's the setup there? Yeah, awesome, mate. Obviously, um, Rod's come on,
3: on board this year and sort of brought the experience from Apia, um, and obviously we've got Johnny Karyanos on board there as well. So he's obviously come to come to the club when they're in sort of desperate need of. A um, bit of a pick me up, so he's sort of yeah got the morale pretty good around the football club now.
0: So yeah, it's really enjoyable to be a part of. That's for sure. And off the field, off the field they were they were going fairly well last year as well. To be fair, but this year uh, the season has been almost perfect. Only one one defeat. And years are going great, guns. Going... Yeah,
3: the one hiccup there a couple of weeks ago to Helensburg. but uh, beside that we were all guns blazing. I think um, credit to the boys they have dug in deep this year and. Uh, I think they've been we've only led for a couple of games at half-time so far this year, but second half has sent to be sort of steamrolling rolling team, so definitely having a crack, and hopefully onwards and upwards from
0: here. Yeah, you're definitely one of the title contenders. Um, we're going to move on to the Round 13 preview. We're going to be talking about Coniston in the fourth match that we're going to discuss. But first up, Thurl at home to Kyama. Thurl they had a 1-1 draw with Helensburg. Helensburg, of course, the only team to beat Coniston this season, while the team they're playing, you guys defeated them 3-0 on the weekend, which ended a three-match unbeaten run. Jordan, how do you think this one's going to go? It's 4th v ninth, so you'd imagine Thurul would come away with the three points in this one.
2: You'd imagine so, Dylan. Uh, yeah, Thurul have been one of those sides that have flown under the radar all season. Uh, wins against, you know, the Oak Flats, Balgownies, uh, Shell Cove have been important for them in terms of keeping their, their position in the table. Uh, and the defences pretty effective too I think they've only conceded 17 goals all season which is pretty good considering the league Um, what everyone's conceded in the league other than the top two Uh, so yeah I I would pick Thrill to
0: pick Kuyama in this one for sure I was having a chat with Vic Miseski the assistant coach at uh, Coniston of course Um, yesterday he said that Kuyama their defeat was through no lack of trying but do you th- can you see them springing an upset here?
3: No, credit where credit's due. I think Koema I mean, definitely gave us a run for our money last weekend. Um, Thoreau have been imp- quite impressed by so far from what I've seen this season. I thought one of the tougher games we've ever played, but I think being at Thomas Gibson Park, uh, I definitely think Thoreau will come out on top with, uh, for this one. Yeah, I think that
0: um, that draw against Helensburg shows that they're one of the, they're definitely one of the best teams in the comp. Uh, well, they're, they're coming fourth, two points behind Helensburg. The second game, Shulkov against top of the table, Balambi. Shulkov had their first win in five, uh, six matches, rather, breaking a four-match losing run against University, a 4-0 win, whereas Balambi had a pretty comfortable 3-1 win over Rilla where they led 3-0 at halftime. Ilcheprenzowski, another hat-trick, he keeps banging him in. Um, Shulkov can, can they be a stumbling block here, Benny? I um,
3: think... Oh. I don't think so. I think Bulimbe going to be going to have way too much class. Um, Shell put up a fight for the first half against us. Um, but again, Bulimbe, obviously us and Bulimbe top of the table. Um, I can't see Shell been being too much of a hurdle for Bulimbe.
0: Do you see, obviously there was that big match between you two boys a few weeks ago. Obviously Bulimbe and Coniston is who I'm referring to. Has there been any murmurings that that, that game in, in round 19 is going to be the title decider?
3: No, that's a long, long, long way away yet. Um, we've still got quite a bit of football to play between now and then. I think, yeah, like you said, nine rounds away, I think it is. That's, yeah, football can change in a matter of minutes, let alone a matter of nine rounds. So I think, yeah, let's get a few wins under our belt before then, and we'll see what happens from there.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some tricky games when you guys face, you know, either Luthor or Luthor or Allensburg showed that they can knock off the top two sides. For this game, Jordan, do you see this? got to be a Volambi win for yours?
2: Yeah, they're definitely the favourites. I think that they've put in two good, two good performances which have resulted in good wins after the Coniston loss uh, and it shows that the fight that they have, uh, it's just the old cliche, they've got to keep doing what they're doing sort of thing. Um, in terms of Shell Cove, uh, I think it was good to bounce back last week because I think they've conceded something like 16 goals in their previous four games before the win on the weekend. Uh, but in terms of this weekend, I think that
0: the will be too strong and and come away with the three points. Yeah, and the team that they beat, the Rarilla Wanderers, they face Helensburgh uh, this weekend as perhaps the match of the round, of fifth v third. Helensburgh had that aforementioned draw with Thurlow. for more reports weren't in the game against Balambi for much of the much of the match. They got a late goal through Brad Loep, not Brad. It would have been Jeremy Lopez. Earlier in the season, Rilla had a win over Helensburgh, which is their only win against a side that sits above them on the table this season. Whereas Helensburgh had that had that uh, draw with t- had that draw with thrill. Cody and he scored a goal the goal for the Berg in that match, which means he scored three matches in a row. Helensburgh, they're a great side. You know that they're a great side. Do you think um, they'll be getting the biscuits in this one?
3: Yeah. Look, a couple of weeks ago, um, I haven't seen a team dig that deep with ten men for quite a few years now. Um, they really impressed me. Brad's got a well set up up there up at Helensburg. Um, we you don't know what you get with them. One week they can turn up, one week they don't. My um, good mate Marty Castelli down there leading the team around, so he'd be quite disappointed if I said that they'll lose this week, but I'm going to sit on the offence, I
0: think, and call it a draw. Go for a draw. Of course, Helensburg also had a Burp Emden Cup game on the long weekend, the Monday of the long weekend. They lost 6-1 to Corrimal, which doesn't look... Good and it's never good concerning six goals, but I was at Memorial. They did play okay for, for Patches, and um, their goal was, was quite, a, quite a good goal, but really, that six goals might stunt momentum. Do you see it stunting enough momentum for them to drop points in this one, Jordan?
2: I don't think so in this one, personally. I've picked Helensburg. They, they seem to fly under the radar, and of course they beat um, Coniston a few weeks ago with the ten men. Uh, scoring is not an issue for them, and their defence is fairly effective. Um, it has been all season. And I don't think that loss against Coromel would do them any, or dent their, you know, football playing ability for the district league. Uh, I think that they will beat Rilla, considering how inconsistent they are in the league this season.
0: So two draws and a win for Jordan in this one, in that particular match. Moving on to Coniston at home to Oak Flats. Your boys, obviously, the 3-0 win, whereas Oak Flats, they were leading 2-1 fairly late on and conceded a penalty to draw 2-2. The, the, the main concern with Coniston this season, Cow's brought it up a few times on the podcast, so only two clean sheets, your second one of course being on the weekend, you're the goalkeeper, so ultimately uh, the responsibility lies with you, doesn't it, Ben? Yeah, I'll take
3: responsibility for that one, mate. Um, look, we're a team building, um, you know, we've got an out-and-out attack that would match with any Premier League team. Without, without a doubt, um, as for our defence, look, we made a few silly errors to start the season. I mean, that first clean sheet against Shell Cove and then another one on the weekend, and we we'll are definitely doing it, and you, you can see that, things we're doing in training, um, to what we're doing on the pitch. Um, i definitely think that there's more to come in the next couple of weeks,
0: that's for sure. Yeah, well, as long as you guys keep scoring as many goals as you do, that, that shouldn't be too much of a concern. But um, what the player that I want to ask you about that's come into the squad, he's only played one game, is Valon Rezvani, obviously the number two goalkeeper at Coniston. I was at the Helensburg game. Um, you guys were walking back out on the park, and he runs over, do you want a bit of a throw, throw down, and that must be pretty good for such an experienced goalkeeper to be still willing to push you along.
3: Yeah, Valen's a top-like mate, he's come on board the last three or four weeks I think, probably much, maybe a little bit longer now, four or five weeks, um, he turned up to every single training session, he works as hard as the rest of us, um, he's only had a one game safe against University, which he pretty much won us the match by all reports, I wasn't there. Um, I it's great to have another experienced head around JJ Kelly Park when it comes to, to goalkeeping, someone can bounce a few things off, um, so yeah, it's a great, great guy to have around Coniston, that's for sure. The Goalkeepers
0: Union is always always a very, very strong union, and of course Coniston also picked up actual uh, co-striker Gattemar Barney last week, and he <laughs> straight away scores a goal in his first match, and um, he could be a lively option for you boys. Oak Flats. They really need to pick up, start picking up upset wins now. But can you see them picking up an upset win now, and they're considering their seven points outside the top, the top five?
2: Yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah, unnecessary losses to sides like uh, Unanderra and Shell Cove probably will define their season. Uh, seven points off the, fi- off the finals push. It's going to be very difficult now. But they've got a lot of good uh, strike power in magic uh, Manila, Wilson, and experience in the form of Ryan Franks in goals. So they do have the, the side to pull through in games like this. Uh, personally, I think Coniston will come away with the three points, however. One thing I do want to ask, Ben, is just going back to that Round 10 victory against Balambi, I know it's pretty naive not to talk about it here. Um, do you think that that will provide a mental edge for you uh, later on in the season when you play him again? And could you give us some sort of insight on the formula to beating Bolambi? You've been the only side this season to do so.
3: Um, I guess, like we said before, there's still a lot of football to be played between now and then. Um, You've got to take it week by week. I think our round 10 win over Boulimby, I don't think it really counts for much now, um, especially after our loss to Helensburg as well. Sort of brings us back on a level playing field. Um, yeah, once that round, once that game comes up, we could be three points, three points behind, level points. No one has any idea, so we'll just play it week, week by week, I think.
0: I think um, Bulimbe, you obviously you guys played fantastic, could have scored four or five goals to be fair, but Boulimby seemed to be shell- shell-shocked. Uh, from the the half of the match I watched at least. For this match, you're going with the Coniston win, Jordan?
2: Yeah, I I definitely think so, yeah, just with the the strike power they have up front. uh, Even if we will be harsh on their defence, I think that they are a very good side and will come through in this one.
0: Madjuic's definitely the star man for O flats. I was having a chat with Dave Lewis, who uh, helps out at Bargowney. Of course, his son Brandon plays for their first great side, and he was saying that even in that 2-2 draw last week, he was just dictating the play for the Falcons, um, but I, I can't see I can't see Oak Flats uh, the, as in, inconsistent as they have been have been this year, picking up anything against Coniston at JJ Kelly Park. We'll move on to the last two matches, which involve four sides outside of the top five, Unidera v. University. Unidera were part of the only match that was washed out in the last round of fixtures. I believe you were put on to cover that match, so you had the weekend off in that sense, University four nil defeat to South Coast, which um, ends a run of okay results for the for the students. Um, how do you see how do you see this one going, Jordan? And considering a, a Unanderra win would close the gap between the two two sides to two points.
2: Yeah, I I don't know whether the week off for Unanderra will be good or bad for them. I, I tend to think that it might be able to refresh their minds because it's been a bit of a hectic season for them in terms of results. Um, University actually have a worse defence than um, than Unidera. Um, despite Unendera you know, obviously playing one less game. Uh, so I think that might count for something on the weekend. Uh, I'm actually going to sit on the fence in this one be really boring and pick a draw because I just can't pick between
0: the two sides. Mm. Drawer is definitely the easy choice here and that's what I'll be going to. Had, can, you were able to split these two? Yeah, not,
3: I haven't seen University play this season yet so far. I missed the game that we played against them. I saw them during pre-season. Obviously that was quite early early days. I know Unidera, um they've got some boys there that can play some football. And I think they'll probably be too strong at home. i dare say. I
0: I went that was the game that Valon played, and I remember Vic telling me I was talking to him on the Sunday, and he was saying how he did, was forced into making pretty pretty um key saves. But yeah, I think Unidera you know, they had a few okay, results, a couple of draws, in that win in the in the about a month leading up to their washout against Berkeley. If they picked up, if they played that game against Berkeley and got the win there, that'd be really sort of relatively steam, steamrolling along. So, on to the last game, Bergani v. Berkeley. Bergani, they're, they're on the... In terms of position, they're on the fringe of the top five, but they're five points back. Uh, whereas Berkeley, of course, they're at the bottom of the table, didn't play last weekend. Bally seemed to be able to drop points from sort of any position, but you'd imagine that... that the Rangers will probably get the uh, three points here, wouldn't
3: you say Benny? Yeah, I think Bally would bit too strong, especially being at home as well. Uh, I think we are the first team to take points off in this season. I think it was top of the table clash back in round four or five. Um, Berkeley they offered a little bit against us. From two nil down, they got back to two all. Uh, showed a bit of fight, but from what I've heard they've lost a few boys since then. Um, I think Bally would be too strong in this one.
0: Jordan?
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Balgowney have only kept um, one clean sheet all season, however, so I think that um, that would be something Berkeley could exploit. But in saying that, Berkeley have only scored three goals in their last eight games. So it, <laughs> I, I think that Balgowney will come out with a win in this one. Um, yeah, if, I, I do think it'll be a close game, though. I don't think Berkeley will lay down, so to speak.
0: Mm. Yeah, so through Balgowney wins for that particular match, and that wraps up the round 13 preview of the WGC Cranes District League. Coniston number one, Ben McGuinness, thanks for coming in, and best of luck for the weekend. Thanks for having us, mate. Cheers. And Jordan, thanks for your time. No worries, John.
1: Now they
2: search to take that advantage. Nickel's going to try it! Oh, he's going to come up with something
1: special! And from 2-0 down there, 3-2 in front.
0: On Saturday, South Coast Flame returned to Korean Park to record their first ever home win with a 2-0 result against FC Ghazi Auburn. Overall, it was a pretty solid performance with Caleb Grace picking up the man of the match with a strong showing in midfield before moving further forward to score the second goal. The under-18s had an impressive 6-1 win with quality performances across the park, while the under-18s had a 3-0 win courtesy of a forfeit. Flame take on Balmain this weekend. The side flame beat in their first ever league match 5 goals to nil. First grade kicks off at Crean Park at 5 p.m. Also, we are trying something new with a video interview with South Coast skipper Matt White, which is going to be going up on the Flames' social media pages on Thursday. With that, we are out of time. Be sure to follow Football South Coast Match Centre on Facebook and at FSC underscore official on Twitter. My name is Dylan Arvella. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Arvella. And until next time, go you Socceroos.